Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Overeaters Anonymous, a vision for you big book study, the 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time meeting. My name is Monica T., and I am a recovered compulsive overeater from Florida. And today is Thursday, May 18th, 2017. And today we are reading from the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism. We will be reading the third paragraph on page 42, just that one. And today's readers are the 12 Steps, Marie J., the 12 Traditions, Mary H. Our text readers are Lynn D. and Mary B. And our newcomer greeter is Melanie C. And the reference number or share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, May 17th, the 7 a.m. meeting is 9949. 9949. The share ID for yesterday, Wednesday, May 17th, the 10 a.m. meeting is 9950. 9950. And the share ID for this morning, 7 a.m. meeting, Thursday, May 18th, is 9952. 9952. OA Preamble. Overeaters Anonymous is a fellowship of individuals who, through shared experience, strength, and hope, are recovering from compulsive overeating. We welcome everyone who wants to stop eating compulsively. There are no dues or fees for members. We are self-supporting through our own contributions, neither soliciting nor accepting outside donations. OA is not affiliated with any public or private organization, political movement, ideology, or religious doctrine. We take no position on outside issues. Our primary purpose is to abstain from compulsive eating and compulsive food behaviors and to carry the message of recovery through the 12 steps of OA to those who still suffer. Our sole purpose, OA's fifth tradition states, Each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. At A Vision for You Big Book Study, our message is that people who suffer from compulsive overeating can recover through abstinence and the practice of the 12 steps and the 12 traditions of Overeaters Anonymous. I will now ask Marie J. to read the 12 steps of OA for us, please. Thanks, Monica. Good morning, everybody. This is Marie J. and I am recovered in Colorado. The 12 Steps of Overeaters Anonymous. Number one, we admitted we were powerless over food that our lives had become unmanageable. Two, came to believe that a power greater than ourselves could restore us to sanity. Three, made a decision to turn our will and our lives over the care of God as we understood him. Four, made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Five, admitted to God, to ourselves, and to another human being the exact nature of our wrongs. Six, we're entirely ready to have God remove all these defects of character. Seven, humbly asked him to remove our shortcomings. Eight, made a list of all persons we had harmed and became willing to make amends to them all. Nine, made direct amends to such people wherever possible, except when to do so would injure them or others. Ten, continued to take personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. Eleven, sought through prayer and meditation to improve our conscious contact with God as we understood him, praying only for knowledge of his will for us and the power to carry that out. Twelve, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to compulsive eaters, overeaters, and to practice these principles in all our affairs. Thank you, Marie J. I will now ask Mary H. to read the 12 traditions of OA for us, please. Will do. Mary H., Recovered Compulsive Overeater in Northern California. And the 12 traditions. One, our common welfare should come first. Personal recovery depends upon OA unity. Two, for our group purpose, there is but one ultimate authority, a loving God, as he may express himself in our group conscience. Our leaders are but trusted servants. They do not govern. Three, the only requirement for OA membership is a desire to stop eating compulsively. Four, each group should be autonomous except in matters affecting other groups or OA as a whole. Five, each group has but one primary purpose, to carry its message to the compulsive overeater who still suffers. 
Six, an OA group ought never endorse, finance, or lend the OA name to any related facility or outside enterprise, lest problems of money, property, and prestige divert us from our primary purpose. Seven, every OA group ought to be fully self-supporting, declining outside contributions. Eight, Overeaters Anonymous should remain forever non-professional, but our service centers may employ special workers. Nine, OA as such ought never be organized, but we may create service boards or committees directly responsible to those they serve. Ten, Overeaters Anonymous has no opinion on outside issues. Hence, the OA name ought never be drawn into public controversy. 11. Our public relations policy is based on attraction rather than promotion. We need always maintain personal anonymity at the level of press, radio, films, television, and other public media of communication. And 12. Anonymity is the spiritual foundation of all these traditions, ever reminding us to place principles before personalities. Thank you, Marie H. How our meeting works. Our meeting focuses on the directions for recovery described in the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous. We read a paragraph or two from the literature, then stop and share on what was read. Anyone can share, but we ask that you keep your sharing to the topic and the literature that we are discussing, and that you keep your share to approximately three minutes. Singleness of purpose reminds us to identify as compulsive overeaters only. Our abstinent requirement for moderators is one year and for readers is six months. There is no abstinent requirement for sharing on topic. This meeting does request that your sharing be directly linked to what was read. We are sharing what the directions in the big book mean to us. To share, press star one to unmute. And once you're done sharing, let us know by saying pass, then press star one to mute your phone. In order to have a quiet meeting, Everyone's phone, except the speakers, should be muted. So today, we are resuming our study of the big book. We are in the chapter more about alcoholism. We are on page 42, and we will be reading the third paragraph on page 42 that starts quite as importantly was the discovery that spiritual principles We will be reading only one paragraph and comments will be taken on this. And I will ask Lindy if she will read this for us, please. Thank you, Monica. I'm Lindy from Snowy, Colorado, recovered today. Quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. I have since been brought into a way of living infinitely more satisfying and, I hope, more useful than the life I lived before. My old manner of life was by no means a bad one, but I would not exchange its best moments for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it even if I could. Uh, What a hopeful paragraph. Um, You know, when, when I came to OA, I was pretty naive. I didn't really know that OA had existed the week before I found out. Um, And so I had spent years in therapy and learned about a lot of things about myself that weren't pleasant. So I was really pretty empty inside, lonely, and really, really miserable. And the food was not working to give me much of an effect at all. So to learn that that there were 12 steps, that there were spiritual principles, which I didn't understand, but I knew they had depth and weight and that they would solve all my problems, I was on board because I I was just hopeless. And it's such an unusual state for me to be in because I was, you know, working, going to school, having kids and a husband and running the whole show, but just so empty and miserable and failing terribly at all of it. so, you know, to, to, I, re, I still remember many years later the very first speaker I heard, and she gave me the hope that spiritual pro, uh, principles would solve all our problems and, and that her way of life, what, she just seemed happy and she was glowing. And that was so attractive to me. I, I still remember it, and I, I could never repay that. You know, so it says we hope um, more useful than the life I lived before. Well, that's not saying much because before I was not useful. 
I was just really in the way of a good life for my family, uh, seriously. Um, sure, I did some things, but it was all with a, a hidden agenda with it. Um, now I try to give back what I was given in this program, and I know the debt can never be paid, and you know that's just fine by me. Um, I'm great, so grateful they have the resource of this meeting where I can really sponsor and people are in the spot where, you know, they are um, uh, totally willing and, and want relief from this disease. And it's such a beautiful thing. So um, I guess that's all I have. Uh, thanks for letting me share and be a reader. I'll pass. Thank you, Lindy. And for anybody that just came on, we are on the bottom of page 42. And who would like to share this morning? Jackie B. Jackie. Judy B. <laughs> I heard two you two of you, and I didn't hear either one. <laughs> Judy P. Marie J. Judy P. Okay. Marie J. Mary B. Kathleen. Oh, Mary B. Can you see my pen is just crazy here? Okay, this is what I've got. Jackie B, Judy P, Mary Marie J, Kathleen O, Mary B. Was there someone else that I missed? Okay, we'll go with that. Jackie B, it's your turn, and then it'll be Judy P. Hi, I'm Jackie B from the Bronx. Can I be heard? Yes. Hi. Thank you, everyone, for your service today. I'm Jackie B from the Bronx. Uh, I'm recovered one day at a time, and grateful. Um, what I got, what I love, and I and I will reiterate this, is I would not exchange it its best moments for the worst I have now. I would not go back to it even if I could. Um, that is so powerful for me, and I like the way... Um, uh, the, the qualifier said about very hopeful. Uh, today I have hope. I have hope. I have recovery. I have um, willingness every day to work this program. Every day I have to do it. Uh, whether it's reaching out, whether it's sending texts, whether it's calls, whether it's sharing on this hope line. Um, it's giving back what I've been given every day. Um, and I never uh, uh, thought that in 25 years of my recovery that today my abstinence, which is nine months, on the Vision for You way of living, um, I can do it. Um, someone asked me today to sponsor them, and I said, okay, but first listen to the podcast. First listen for a Vision for You. I do it the big book way, the vision for you way. Um, and that's what I give. I'm here if you're willing to work it. And with that, I pass. Thank you. Thank you, Jackie P. Judy P., it's your turn, and then it'll be Marie J. Uh, thanks so much for your service, Judy Compulsive Overeater. And the line that stood out to me was quite as important was the discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. And, you know, it reminds me of um, an AA speaker I listen to all the time, and he says, you know, there's only one problem that we have, and that's conscious separation from God. And there's only one solution to every problem, and that's conscious contact with God. And I was a total non-believer when I came in. Not even a non-believer. I made fun of people who believe. I just thought believing in God had to be I don't know, like the weakest thing that anybody could ever do. And, of course, I was so weak and sick, but I didn't realize that. And, um, you know, if anybody ever would have said the most important thing in your life, Judy, one day is going to be your relationship with God, I would have thought it's impossible. It's impossible. You know, the same way it was impossible that I would not want to eat my binge foods again. And so um, the thing I'm most grateful for in this program, not the weight loss, which has been a miracle and a blessing, but my relationship with God, I never have to do anything alone, ever. 
and I love going to God and saying, okay, I'm clueless. I have no idea how to handle X, Y, Z or what to do. And I'm just going to trust you're going to show me the way. And, uh, you know, I used to have this little poster and it said, faith isn't faith until it's all you're holding on to. And, um, you know, that's just how I have to think about God, that I can only go to him. And uh, I don't know, it just so boggles my mind how, and I, I did have a huge spiritual awakening in my in my first recovery, which was almost 30 years ago, um, when I did start to believe in God. And even when I was relapsing, I never stopped believing, but uh, the connection was not there because I was so blocked off from all the food. I, I just couldn't see my way. So... Um, just feeling a lot of gratitude today to be a member of Overeaters Anonymous. It is the best place I could ever belong. I love this program. I love everything about it. I love the fellowship, which is incredible. Um, I love going to face-to-face meetings and this phone meeting. And, you know, it's given me an amazing life. Um, and it always amazes me. What really just amazed me is how when I, I've been back now five years, almost five years, and um, how almost everybody I talk to is people in program, how it just becomes my entire life. And um, once again, thank you so much for your service, and I'll pass. Thank you, Judy P. Marie J., it's your turn, and then it'll be Kathleen O. Thank you, Monica. This is Marie J., recovered in snowy Colorado. Um, I I just love this paragraph. It was written for me today. I'm really restless and irritable today, and my, my character defects are up. I've been up since five, and nothing's going right. It's not, not all going my way. And uh, we have snow, and it's really coming down. I have an exterior photo shoot that, that needs to be done today, and if it's not done, it's going to affect a whole bunch of other deadlines. So I'm in fear that you know I don't have control over this, and I'm in fear. I have six appointments today, and I've got a 14-hour day, and I'm already tired, and I'm in self-pity about that. Um, there was no food in the house. It's my husband's job. He didn't get to go to the grocery store, so it's 7 a.m. I'm at the grocery store, and I'm in resentment about that. And what I would have been in the past, my past life, I would have raged. I would put everybody in the house in discomfort. I would have been yelling and controlling and really hacked off and made everybody's life miserable. And today I paused. You know, we pause when we're, we're agitated or doubtful. And we use our spiritual principles to resolve our problems. You know, go to God immediately. Immediately I saw it was me. I was so amazed that, wow, I just paused. I stopped. I saw it was me. It was my fear, my pity, my self-pity, my resentment. And my plan wasn't going my way. I was being selfish. You know, all these things that I can see are my disease. It's all about me not getting my way. And it's slipping so easily into those. But I have, the, I have God today, I have the principles, I have the steps, and I paused. And everybody got off to school, everybody got off to their stuff, I got to get on this line, I got to use gratitude for the 14-hour day because I'm self-employed, and I, that's a lot of income for me. And I got to think about that and get out of my self-pity. And I got to turn it all over to God and say, I know that this shoot Whatever is supposed to happen is going to happen, and whatever happens down the road is going to happen. I'm going to do the best I can with what I've got, take my actions, and I'm not going to let myself flip out and rage and control things that I can't control anyway. So this program and the spiritual principles are so powerful. I didn't let it suck me down into those character defects. I mean, the biggest thing I had to do this morning was wait till somebody got out of bed so I could do a 10th step. I mean, that's a miracle. That's just a miracle. And I didn't upset anybody and myself included. I'm free. I'm just free. And thank you, God. Thanks. I pass. Thank you, Marie J. Kathleen O. It's your turn. And then it'll be Mary B. Thank you. Good morning, Monica. This is Kathleen O. Recovered in California. And I'm in the car, so I hope this is um, going to be okay and I won't drop off. But this is just such an exciting, amazing, uh, you know, paragraph that we're talking about. And so I just felt compelled. It's, I, you know, I would not, cha- I would not go back to my old life for anything. 
prior to recovery, I lived in constant fear. I was fearful of everything, and I made a lot of really bad decisions based on fear. And I was selfish, and I was self-seeking, and I wanted to control everyone and everything. And I tell you, that's a really difficult life to live. And not, and, and then on top of that, I was miserable in a, uh, you know, in a body that was overweight, and it was horrible. And so to come into 12 steps and spiritual principles will solve all my problems, that's a miracle. And I have to say, it's true. I'm living, I'm living proof that it's true. You know, my life, the littlest thing used to be able to set me off and ruin my day. And, and then, you know, of course, I always had to eat over everything, happy, glad, mad, or sad, anything made me eat. And coming into recovery, um, you know, I was... I was diagnosed with colon cancer, and prior to program, I would have been in nothing but fear over that, and instead, I didn't even focus on the cancer part. I mean, I had part of my colon removed. I had a tumor removed. I was just focused on how soon can I get better and get back on my feet and and get back to my life because, you know, I feel like I have a great life. Someone else might not think so, but I think it's amazing, and and so this program, I mean, these 12 steps, it does solve all my problems. I don't have to fight the food anymore. I don't have to fight anyone or anything. I don't have to make decisions based on fear that I'm going to regret like in, at another time. You know, I just put, put everything, um, I walk side by side with my higher power and, you know, pause, wait for direction when I need it, and, and try to help others, you know, do what I can to help other people. And thank you so much, and I pass. Thank you, Kathleen O. Mary B., it's your turn. Thank you, Monica. Can you hear me? Yes. (laughs) Yes, we can, Mary. Go ahead. Okay, I went back and muted myself. Good morning, Monica, and thank you for your service. And good morning, everyone. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered in Central California. I get phone calls frequently from people who uh, ask, say, oh, my sponsor told me to call a few people and ask them what their favorite part of the big book is. And I'm one person who cannot answer that question because every time I read something, I think, oh, this is my favorite part. And I love this paragraph and uh, where it says, quite as important as a discovery that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. When I was listening to the meeting this morning, my mind went to page 417 in the big book, where it says, and acceptance is the answer to all my problems today. And acceptance, very important spiritual principle. And when I'm, uh, you know, go through my day, whatever's going on, whether it looks good or it looks bad, and I am certainly not one who can judge, um, when I get into acceptance, it it gets Mary out of the way. And it's uh, affirming that God is in charge here anyway. So I may as well get out of the way. And I probably could talk for a hundred years about all of the wonderful ways that situations have turned out when I do that, when I stay out of the way. And here at the end of this paragraph where it says, I would not go back to my old life even if I could. Well, after 54 years, I was thinking about what it might be like if I walked out of this program and I thought of packing up and going to a foreign country where I didn't know the language, I couldn't read the signs, I didn't know where anything was, and I mean, I think I would be absolutely lost. I cannot imagine, and I talk to my sponsees and other people all the time, how we try to imagine how people live through this life without a roadmap like we have here in this wonderful program. So I am so grateful today 
and I thank all of you for sharing with me and for the opportunity to share, and I pass. Thank you, Mary B., and for anyone who's come on here, we are on page 42, the bottom of the page, the last, the third paragraph. It starts, quite as important was discovery. And who else would like to share on this paragraph? Wendy M. Wendy. Jody Mary E.Q. H. Amy G. Jody. E.Q., Amy G., there was someone else there that I didn't catch. Terry H. Sherry? Terry. Terry, okay, Terry H. All right, anybody else? Sherry K.B. Sherry. Anybody else? All right, we'll go with this for now. This is what I've got. Wendy M., Jody E.Q., Amy G., Terry H. and Sherry KB. Go ahead, Wendy. Okay. Good morning, Wendy. I'm from Colorado Recovered. Can you hear me? Yes. Monica? Yeah. Okay, yes. great. Um, thanks, Monica. And thank you so much for your service and everybody else on the line. Ooh, I love this paragraph. Um, so here's what I know. It says here, I hope more useful than the life I lived before. I didn't even know that word existed before um, 11 months ago when I started um, with Big Book Study uh, because the way I lived my life was people are messy. How can I use them? Um, all I thought about is I need something from you. That was the only thing I could think of. And I need to control you. Um, I need to be in charge um, but mainly it's how can I use people? How can I, because they're messy, they get in my way. I don't have time. I don't want to be bothered. So if somebody asked for something, which I don't even know if they did, I was so out of it. Um, I, if they asked for something, I, you know, I probably ran, you know, it was truly, truly, what can I get from you? Um, that was my relationship to other human beings. Um, and the amazing thing, right, is this usefulness. It's like magic. Um, I was recently, you know, I felt like my food was slipping and, you know, sliding a bit, at least in my head it was. And um, nothing was going my way. And my sponsor said, you need to pick up a sponsee right now. And I picked up the phone and I got a sponsee within 24 hours. And it was magic to be useful, for me to be useful um, is exhilarating. Um, it's like nothing I've ever, ever thought. And to give away what's freely been given to me um, is an unbelievable feeling. And the reason why it's so unbelievable is because I get to get unblocked. I get to be unblocked and I get to be connected to my higher power. And if it's good, it's God. So if it feels good, it's absolutely God. And um so sponsoring, yeah, gets me unblocked. And the other thing it does is it gives me esteem. You know, I'm like proud of myself that I spend a lot of my day with sponsees. So I picked up this one sponsee and, um, and now I'm picking up more sponsees. And I joke, I'm like, please, dear God, call me. Because if I don't get a phone call, if I'm not get, giving a phone call or working through right now reading the chapter to newcomers, um, I'm in self. I can go back to self so fast, um, and I, I can't afford to do that. You know, staying in self is not a good idea. Um, so working with another is an absolute miracle. I tell my sponsees, if they call me and they're in self, I say, pick up the phone immediately. Call your sponsee. Call somebody. Um, you know, and it's, it's so there's nothing like it. I think feeling useful, maximum useful, usefulness um, is one of, absolutely the gifts of this program and it gets me connected immediately with God and I am so grateful for that. So thanks for letting me share and I pass. Thank you, Wendy M. Jody EQ, you're up and then it'll be Amy G. Thank you, Monica. This is Jody EQ, greatly recovered in California. Beautiful morning. Um, wow. Nice sharing. Wonderful paragraph. 
I quite agree with everything I've heard. I didn't have such a great manner of life before I got recovered, um, before I found OA especially. It wasn't such a great life, but I have a, a wonderful life today, I have to say. I'm so grateful. And it is because I am sponsoring, as I just heard. I find that essential. And not only essential, but really super rewarding. So satisfying, as it says in this paragraph. So that feeling of satisfaction from being able to help somebody in such a profound way. To help them recover from this horrendous disease, what could be more satisfying than that? Certainly more useful than the life I lived before. The life I lived before was, as I've heard already, one of self-seeking. How can I manage my life? How can I have a better life? How can I have what I think I want? I want this. I want that. How am I going to get it? That was all I thought about. And today, I still will go back there sometimes. Like, what do I want? What do I need? But um, then I get back to the business of talking to somebody in program and, and being in the present moment. And by staying in program and working with others, I get to stay in the present moment and be so grateful. And my life just keeps getting better and better. And miracles happen. It's really fabulous. And I just want to thank all of you for helping me get here. And with that, I'll pass. Thank you, Jody EQ. Amy G, you're up, and then it'll be Terry H. Thanks, Monica. Thanks so much for your service. And please time me. I don't have a timer. <laughs> Hi, my name is Amy G. I'm a recovered compulsive reader from Maryland. Quite as important to discover that spiritual principles would solve all my problems. You know, as a newcomer, you know, I, I, when I first read that, I was like, it, it's kind of like out there. You know, what is, you know, what is spiritual? What does that mean? How is it that that's going to solve my problems and, and help me from stop eating? And if, if we review where we are, we're in the chapter more about alcoholism, and we're, we've just gone through Fred's story and understanding that willpower and knowledge about this disease uh, is not going to fix it, that we need a power greater than ourselves. And that understanding for me, the start of that spiritual walk for me, if you will, was understanding, one, that I had a disease, and that, two, my willpower and knowledge, you know, my lifelong conception that we were talking about in the prior paragraph where it says several lifelong conceptions had to be thrown out the window, well, like Fred, I had to admit powerlessness. I had to let go of that lifelong conception that I can achieve by just pushing through with my willpower and trying harder or becoming more knowledgeable that against this disease, this spiritual malady, this mental obsession that I didn't stand a chance. And also was grasping the very basic characteristic of this disease, which is that food was not the problem. Food was the answer to the inner side, inside problem, which was me, my thinking, my reacting to life. I was the problem. Food was my answer. Food was my solution. But food was not the problem. It was me. And what was I going to do if I was powerless and willpower and knowledge wasn't going to do anything? I had to find a power greater than myself. It talks about that on page 24, 23, that we had but two choices. One was to blot out, go on to the bitter end, binging my brains out or to pick up the kit of spiritual tools laid at my feet. And what were those spiritual tools? It was this way of living through the process of working the 12 steps. You know, the work, the admission, the surrender, and one, two, and three, finding a higher power, doing the inventory of four through nine, and then living the spiritual life of 10, 11, and 12. And what did that mean? You know, like others have been saying, it has been learning how to live a other-centered life, a life of serving others, you know, of trying to find and connect and have a relationship with a higher power whom I, I choose to call God. And the beauty of it is that when it says here infinitely more satisfying, oh my gosh, never in my wildest dreams did I think serving others and not thinking about myself all the time would actually bring me joy and fulfillment. It does all of that and more. Prior to program, I thought, 
what was going to satisfy me was to be able to eat whatever I want and not get fat. Money, power, prestige, I didn't know any different. I was a pretty nice person, I guess I assumed, when it was convenient, but I had no clue about how spiritually bereft I truly was. And when those things didn't satisfy me, guess what I turned to? I turned to addictions. I turned to food. I turned to ways to anesthetize because those things were not satisfying me. But this program, this spiritual mode of living, thank you, has brought me more joy and more purpose to my life that I've never dreamed of. So those lifelong conceptions, they're gone. And now I have a new way of living that allows me to live life to the fullest, not perfectly, but definitely, infinitely more satisfying than what I got going prior to program. So thanks for letting me share. Thank you, Amy G. Terry H., you're up, and then it'll be Sherry KB. Hi, everyone. Thanks. My name is Terry H., um, North Carolina, recovered compulsive overeater. I'm very grateful today. Um, my old manner of living by no means was all that bad. Um, I've had many awesome experiences in life. I've traveled the world. I have multiple higher education degrees, great jobs, great people, a wonderful son that is going to college in the fall. You know, I've had some great experiences in my old manner of life. However, with that, you know, I was also uh, lying, cheating, being selfish, self-seeking, living in fear and shame. You know, all of this in my disease. Um, And, you know, eventually my disease broke me down physically and mentally. You know, it brought me down to the depths, the abyss, the black hole. I was the worm in the mud. And uh, I came, you know, working through the steps and absent, you know, I was able to get some clarity. You know, I reached out for help and somebody, you know, grabbed my hand in the hole and was willing to work work with me and work the steps with me. And through that, I was I was able to get clarity about my disease. And as I worked the steps through the big book and through that process, you know, I've, I had a spiritual experience as a result. And um, today, you know, I no longer fight with the food. You know, I'm not perfect, most definitely not, but I no longer fight with my food and my disease. You know, I use the spiritual principles, the, my higher power, every day to, you know, help me with issues that come up in life. You know, when I'm feeling resentful, you know, I practice my 10th step. Um, When I'm feeling fear, anxious, you know, I practice 10, 11, and 12. You know, I I work with other people. I make contact calls. I read. I study. I journal. You know, I do the work. I chop the wood and I carry the water each day to connect with my higher power. And, you know, it's just uh, wanting to give back and be of maximum service to God. And for that, I am so grateful. I am so grateful for my life today. And I can actually experience all those things that I experienced prior to recovery in a greater, most awesome way. And um, so, you know, I'm thankful for that. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Terry H. Sherry KB, it's your turn. Good, good morning, Monica. Good morning, everybody. This is Sherry KB in Northern California. Grateful, recovered, compulsive reader. Thank you for your service, Monica, and everybody on the line. Um, I love this paragraph. It is a tiny paragraph, and notice that this is the only one we're reading today because it is so powerful. Oops, let me get myself on timer there. Um, the spiritual principles will solve all my problems. Wow. Um, I have never known any place in my life that said, here, Sherry, this will solve all your problems. Um, that is a tall, tall order, and it, it is mind-boggling to me, and it still is because it does solve all my problems. And I have looked high and low for things to solve my problems in the food, uh, anything outside of myself, uh, travel, school, higher education, Better clothes, better house, better this, better that. And you know what? It never solved all my problems. never did. Um, But this does. And that is what's amazing to me. And it keeps giving on giving. And I keep getting. And it's amazing to me what happens for me. It really is. I just, 
I love all the shares that we've talked about today. And, you know, what is amazing to me is, like, what I keep getting out of out of these steps, out of the principles, because that's to me what it's talking about. It's the spiritual principles. It's it's our steps. It's it's living in these steps. It's working the steps. It's being useful. Um, I get more out of it than I ever got out of the food, um, and it keeps on giving to me. It's like you know when I ate something, it made me feel better for about four seconds, and this it keeps on getting and giving and working and and getting better, and that is a mind baller for me. Mine just, wow. And I keep getting closer to my higher power. And I just want to say that, you know, for me, this is a spiritual program. It's not a religious one. It's a spiritual one, and it gets me connected with my higher power. The more I do this work, the more I live in, in 10, 11, and work with others in, in 12. And, you know, all this solves my problems. Yesterday I was having a bad day. I made some phone calls, I did a 10-step turnaround, and I felt better. And it keeps getting better and better. And that's that's a promise here. We're promising you it will get better. If you get in this book, get a, a step guide, work the steps, live in 10, 11, and working in 12, your life will get better. And um, I love this line. This, to me, is like going to the spiritual gym every day. I get on this line because I like to work my spiritual program, and getting on this line with you guys is working that program and working with others and, you know, being useful and finding this this happiness that I have not ever experienced before by the usefulness. And when I used to hear that, talk like that, I used to think, these people are crazy. And you know what? I'm one of the crazy ones now. Come join me because it's a wonderful ride. And with that, I pass. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you, Sherry KB. All right, we've got 10 minutes, so we've got time for maybe three, maybe four. Who else would like to share? Melanie C. Melanie. Kathy Joe. Kathy Joe. Someone else? Leah M. Leah. Oh, okay. All right, Melanie C., it's your turn. Thanks, Monica T. Melanie C. here calling in from Oregon, a grateful, recovered, compulsive overeater. I'm just going to add, add double, triple exclamations to the things that I've heard shared today all day long that continue to bless my heart. You know, the um, personal experience may be different, but the miracle feels and seems the exact same, and, and it just is repeated over and over and over on this line today. And that reminds me then, or at least suggests to me, that worked precisely like we learn here from this big book is a promise that repeats the same kind of results. Special only to me in that I have experienced within my soul to the contrary of what it used to be like and what it's like now. You know, I learned from somebody in the rooms this idea that we clean up pretty doggone good. You know, you're listening to a gal that was brought up on the other side of the tracks pretty rough here, pretty rough on this side of the tracks for old, for old Melanie. And I thought that that was the way to live and the way to be. And it was as if I was not allowed or, or missed out on that handout of that manual for life. And then I got drunk at about age two and stayed that way until I was 50. So when you wake up for the first time and your eyes are open to see for the first time, something extraordinarily different when applied and the higher power comes in to transform and reorder, it is jaw-dropping stunning compared to what I used to have, you know, doing the same kind of thing and getting the same kind of results before and what's happening now, what's different now. And, and it, it just lends the idea that, that um, it wouldn't and couldn't have been possible. And I couldn't see it even if it was before me until somebody jumped in this mess of mine jumped into my mess, grabbed at my hand, didn't care, and pulled me up out of it, sharing the exact same thing that worked for them, blueprint, a map, a way out that made this completely different. And what I'm feeling now 
in contrast to what I wanted before, which was instant gratification and to satisfy Melanie and to, and to fulfill a fantasy of Cinderella syndrome to being fulfilled. There's fulfillment there in contentment and serenity and peace and comfort that I had never known before. I didn't even know it was possible. I was scratching and scraping in this life before. Couldn't sit. There's this, con- there's this comfort in this fulfillment. And the excitement, the giddy excitement is, every single day I have the same plan that is executed that gives me access to the higher power that continues to faithfully, loyally, dependably show up for me each and every day so that I can live this paralleled life. The old life's there for me. If I want to go back and grab it up, it won't go away. I get to meet it oftentimes, but there is a solution for it that keeps me in this fulfillment of being able to pay for what was given to me with passion, devotion, dedication, and gratitude. Thanks, Monica. Pass. Thank you, Melanie C. Kathy Joe, it's your turn, and then it'll Hi. be Leah M. Hi, this is Kathy Joe, recovered compulsive overeater in Minneapolis. I'm remembering being at the bus stop about seven years ago and looking at a mother at the bus stop and saying, I am so upset, you will not believe what happened. And she said, you know, you're always upset about something. And I remember being resentful towards her and thinking she just does not understand how hard life is for me. And I want to say today, my car is in the shop, the fourth shop in the past week and a half, with a bill that looks high, and I have been told it's something going on the right, another place said it's something going on in the back, and another one said it's going on in the left and the front. And there's some problems with my car, and I'm getting all different diagnoses. And my old self would have been stressed out if I lost a coupon for 75 cents off something. And I can't believe that I am starting to feel that promise that we will comprehend the word serenity and we will know peace. And I feel like that's what this is talking about here, that um, the spiritual answer and learning to know that our God is big, that by cleaning up, our stuff and someone used the words clean keeping our glasses clean if we want to be able to see um, and see what matters see our God see what's good whatever that means to us that um, we will be okay and I cannot believe Kathy Joe in Minneapolis is oh I forgot to mention the guy called me this morning and told me he lost my car key Right now, he's on his way over to get another car key for me. And I'm not up in arms. I'm not flipping out. I'm okay. And um, it's unbelievable. And I, a part of me doesn't comprehend how I'm showing up differently still and that I still can be serene amidst, amidst the storm. Um, Anyway, that's what I got today, and I'm feeling grateful to be here and with all of you. Thank you. I'll pass. Thank you, Kathy Joe. Leah M., it's your turn. Thank you very much. What a delight, you know, um, and a blessing it's been to hear uh, the meetings this morning. You know, it's like a big show-and-tell operation, what's possible as a result of the submission um, into this program of recovery and these steps, you know, people who would normally not mix, who are just having such remarkable results um, due to the program of recovery. And that certainly was true for me. You know, it talks here in the paragraph, A Way of Living. When I came here and I was young, I was in my early 20s, I had had the madness of two decades of this disease. Um, It was fast. It was ferocious. It grabbed me by the roots of the hair and dragged me around. Um, You know, I basically couldn't catch my breath. Uh, That's how fast and volatile it was for me. Um, I came in here with tombstones in my eyes. Um, 
I didn't know anything about a spiritual way of life. I really had no idea about God or higher power. I was raised on intellect and self-sufficiency. Um, but I was done, you know. I had been beaten into a state of reasonableness. I was bloodied. I was crushed by this illness. And someone in whom the problem had been solved brought this text to life through the blessings of their own personal experience and took me by the hand and allowed me to have my own unique experience where I was taken from a life of self-involvement, self-consumed, self-absorbed, uh, selfishness created by an oversupply of concern for my own wishes and my own specifications and my own woulda, shoulda, couldas, and brought me to a, you know, a treasure chest of, of a higher power, this rich, unsuspected inner resource which is always there, and changed the lenses to which I perceive reality. <laughs> to the extent that I choose the lens of God and the lens of spirituality, I can feel unity. I can feel empathy. I can feel love and harmony and tolerance and cooperation. If I want to stay in the realm of physicality, well, then I'm going to feel resentful and I'm going to feel competition. I'm going to feel alienation and isolation and strife. But the program of recovery gave me a new way to live because against all odds, I was supposed to self-destruct by my own hand. I was the biggest obstacle to a better way of life. The program of recovery has given me purpose. It's given me recovery. It's given me a vision to live in God's harmony with others. And it's given me a beautiful community. Uh, and one just like on this line. And with that, I pass. Thank you, Leah M. And thank you to everyone who has shared this morning. We will now close with the reading from the big book on page 164, followed by the serenity prayer. And Mary B., would you read for us, please, from A Vision for You? Our book is meant to be suggestive only. Uh, glad to, Monica. You, can you hear me? Yes. Thank you. This is Mary B., gratefully recovered in Central California. Our book is meant to be suggestive only. We realize we know only a little. God will constantly disclose more to you and to us. Ask him in your morning meditation what you can do each day for the man who is still sick. The answers will come if your own house is in order. But obviously you cannot transmit something you haven't got. See to it that your relationship with him is right and great events will come to pass for you and countless others. This is the great fact for us. Abandon yourself to God as you understand God. Admit your faults to him and to your fellows. Clear away the wreckage of your past. Give freely of what you find and join us. We shall be with you in the fellowship of the Spirit, and you will surely meet some of us as you trudge the road of happy destiny. May God bless you and keep you until then.